Hey, this is Stacy Gotsoulias. DC Lundberg. Ryan Finkelstein. Taylor Blake Ward. Host of Locked On Yankees. Locked On Mariners. Locked On Mets. Locked On Angels. And you're listening to Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. everybody welcome to the 104th episode of locked on braves Uh, i'm not going to do the traditional introduction to the show today as today's episode is anything but traditional Uh, as you guys have been made painfully aware of by all of the updates and the announcements during the spring training games uh, major league baseball will be canceling spring training from the 2020 season as well as delaying opening day uh, with a conservative estimate of at least two weeks That is to say, it could go longer, it could go shorter, depending on the COVID-19 outbreak and how it is handled. Um, No other way to say this, but this sucks. Um, It absolutely sucks, but it also feels like it's the right thing to do. Um, The biggest thing with this virus uh, is how fast and how easily transmutable it is and how, how quickly it spreads and becomes an epidemic like we're seeing now. Uh, how how easily this thing is transferable through air or skin contact or whatever. Having a bunch of people around crammed into a stadium, obviously that would be a breeding ground for viruses such as this and would prolong the epidemic. So um, baseball kind of had no choice. They really had to do this. They were talking about playing uh, playing with, with no fans in attendance. And while I thought that might be the route they would go, that it kind of sounded you know, decent like they did in Baltimore during the riots last season. Um, some further reflection kind of shows that might not be as good of an idea as I was thinking. Once you consider if one person on either team contracts the virus or, or is carrying it, then all of the people involved need to be quarantined and we'll get it as well. So as you're seeing with the Mets, due to the Donovan Mitchell situation, Donovan Mitchell of the Utah Jazz testing positive after Rudy Gobert tested positive, Donovan Mitchell's dad tested positive, who was in New York with the Yankees, uh, as the New York Yankees are now all having to get tested. You can see just how how quickly this spirals out. And it's not just baseball that's canceled or, or that's postponed its season. Uh, the NBA has suspended its, its regular season as of now. Uh, the March Madness tournament is officially canceled, as well as the college baseball season. When we get a little bit deeper into the second half, or really a little bit deeper into this into this segment, I'm going to touch on that a little bit more. But for now, there's a few more questions that kind of need answers, and I'm not entirely sure where to get those from. I'm going to work on finding those for y'all, but a few things that pop into my mind is what's going to happen to guys on one-year contracts? Uh, guys like Marcelo Zuna and Cole Hamels, who signed one-year deals. Well, if it's anything like 1994 and you start missing regular season games and you have a, a shortened season for whatever reason, what is that going to do to their eligibility? Are they going to receive a prorated pay? Um, are they going to still technically be under contract next season? I mean, what what is effectively going to happen? And what happens to the Dodgers? I mean, they just traded those prospects for Mookie Betts, and they did get bruised or Gratterall, but you're talking about they traded for one season of Mookie Betts, where one season of 155 games of Mookie, that's one thing, but now you traded three prospects for what could amount to, I've seen estimates that 121 games of Mookie Betts. How does that, how do you kind of go back and, and deal with all of this? There's a lot of fallout. What happens with the college draft that's right around the corner now that college baseball has, affi- has officially shut down its season? 
they're the seniors in college, do they lose their final year of eligibility? Do they get to go back for a fifth year? How is that going to affect them when they go into the draft as they'll be another year older? There's a lot of far-ranging questions that come from this. I mean, A.J. Hinch and Jeff Lunau, are they going to be off suspension next year now if, if we make it half a season's worth of baseball? There, there's a lot that has to be kind of looked at on this, and it, it makes, while those are trivial questions in light of, of the larger picture, for baseball itself, those are a lot of questions that need answers. Um, it, it, it's, I mean, I don't know exactly how long it can last. The rough estimate is they're hoping that as the weather warms up, the virus can can kind of die, run its course and die quickly. But we kind of need to see how that goes. We don't know a whole lot about this virus because it is a brand new strain, uh, just as there's new strains of flu just about every year. And in 2009, I believe, when the swine flu kind of took hold, uh, I would imagine this is kind of viewed similarly where you're just trying to get to the warmer temperatures to where the virus can't incubate anymore and continue to procreate where it actually dies out. I really don't know how long it could last. I mean, I've, I've seen anything from two weeks to a few months to this could go all the way through until like August. I mean, I really don't know. And I don't want to fear monger and, and start bringing up uh, fake facts or anything like that. So I'm not going to try to give you some scientific answer. Uh, all I can tell you is what we're going to do for the show going forward. As of right now, Locked on Braves is still going to be doing daily episodes. Uh, while obviously I'm not going to have baseball to talk about for a while, there is something that I'm going to plan to do. But I'll let you know what the show will be doing as we get into the second segment. But uh, I will be here with you guys through it all. You will not be pining in misery alone. I will be with you through this entire outbreak uh, until we get baseball back underway as it should be. Um, as it stands, really, I could tell you about today's spring training game, but I don't really, I'll, I'll get into that in the second segment. As it is now, I'm, I'm not too worried about having a uh, quote-unquote longer show today. So on that note, I think I'm going to go ahead and take my first break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the final game of spring training, my takeaways from a spring training that no longer matters, and the direction that the show is going to be heading into while we're under this sort of delay in baseball. So you guys stick through the break. We'll be back right here on Locked on Braves. All right, everybody, welcome back to episode 104 of the Locked On Braves podcast. What we're going to do now, as I said before the break, this segment's going to be kind of a little bit of a breakdown and let you know what's going to be going on. So for those of you that care about the result of today, since it is the last Braves game we're going to see for at least the next month, maybe even longer, uh, they did win their final spring training game, which was nice to see, I guess. Not that it wholly matters, but we did get to see Kyle Wright pitch today. Had another really good outing. Uh, went five innings, only two hits, one earned run. It was a home run, I believe, uh, with a walk and three strikeouts. Uh, got to see Shane Green actually come in and pitch pretty well for really the second time this whole season. Luke Jackson continued his really good spring as he went the abridged spring, giving up no runs. Uh, Tyler Matzik, who's been a really good story, who was a really good story, who might have had a real chance of actually kind of making the team uh, and, and coming back after being a high draft pick and having years of, of anxiety issues that nearly cost him his baseball career. Uh, went another inning today with one walk and three strikeouts. That's another guy. Uh, no earned runs allowed this spring. Thomas Burroughs had a little bit of struggles today. Gave up two runs on three hits and a walk with one strikeout, pushing his spring ERA to six. 
As for the lineup, um, Charlie Culberson finishes off his spring not very good. So for Charlie, this is probably a good thing that it's uh, that it's over. Uh, he ended up with a 115 average with a 450 OPS. Johan Camargo finally had what would be a down day. Went over two, two strikeouts and a walk. Finishes his line at 286 with a 798 OPS. Riley Unruh did get himself a homer, which is nice to see. Riley Unruh, one of the guys that was taken in the minor league Rule 5 draft last season for the Braves. Not something that's done all that often, but uh, good for him. The Braves like his glove. He's very versatile. Former shortstop who can also play second and third. Darno finishes the spring at 188 with a 691 OPS. Uh, Austin Riley does perform well again today. He finishes on a tear, goes one for one with two walks, finishes at 357 with a 1080 OPS, and this was exactly the type of spring Austin Riley needed. Um, this was exactly what he was hoping for coming in. Hopefully we're back fast enough to where it doesn't have time to wear off and he goes into a cold spell. Really sorry to see for Austin Riley after all the good work he put in. Rafael Ortega, not that we care about that. That's really about the list of all the main players that were playing today. This was kind of a fence-jumping uh, fence jumping game. There were very few guys that are actually on the roster. In fact, Camargo, Darno, and Riley might have been really the only ones. But Drew Waters did play uh, most of the game today, 0 for 3. No strikeouts today, which is a good sign for him as he finishes a very bad spring at 167 with a 397 OPS. Not good at all in his first taste. It just, it just looked like he'd been pressing since about the third week of spring training, maybe even before that, as he was just caying up a storm. At least there were no strikeouts today, so he put the bat on the ball, even if he didn't have much to show for it. So as I... I mean, it, it's hard to, to get too excited about anything of this now that we know that uh, spring training is canceled and that the season is going to be delayed. The real question is going to be, what's going to happen when baseball resumes? Are they going to have to do an extended spring training or try to do an abridged version? Because... You can't just take a month off and have pitchers come back throwing 100 pitches. I mean, it takes them about a month, month and a half to come up to the point where they're able to throw 85 to 100 pitches anyway. Are we going to have to totally redo spring training? If we do that, then we're not going to get started with games until uh, until a month after when we actually resume play. So I'm, I'm kind of worried about that. Um, I mean, as far as takeaways from spring, there were some nice some nice pieces. Shea Langelier's... Uh, maybe up to stock more than just about anybody else from spring as he ended up hitting over 400 this spring, had a homer or two, and looked great defensively with great pop time, great arm, and looked really good calling pitches. The pitchers looked really comfortable with Langoliers, and I think that's a very important thing for catchers is how they work with pitchers, and, and Shea did a phenomenal job. We talked about Pache, who had started to come on a little bit later in spring. Uh, two homers for him. Seelix can continue his development. Very excited about him. For as far as the the position guys, Acuna struggled. That's not a big deal. I don't care about that in spring. He traditionally starts slow. He's traditionally not very great in spring training anyway. Um, Ozzy Albies had a pretty good spring. It was kind of understated because the power wasn't there, but he had a good spring. I believe he hit over three hundred. Dansby Swanson barreled up a few baseballs and, and looked to take some good steps forward. As we've talked about with Dansby, it's just about finding a way to stay healthy and stay on the field. If he can manage to do that consistently, then he should have a, a pretty good breakout season himself. Braves look to be in a good position whenever baseball resumes. This could be good news for the Braves, seeing as now Cole Hamels might not miss any time. It kind of it kind of erases the need to open up two roster spots and kind of take two people off the 40-man. So we'll see what happens there. Felix Hernandez, though, I do kind of feel bad as he had been absolutely incredible all spring long. Now he's got another month to try to work on this with no batters and, and, and try to come back in fresh. So I, I, I got to imagine they're going to do some sort of pitchers reporting a little bit earlier or are starting the season like another extra week or two behind what they think just so they can try to get some pitchers 
uh, kind of warmed up. You don't you don't want to start the season off and have a bunch of injuries because these guys have been cold for a month. That's that's not the way that baseball needs to do this thing. That's gonna that that's gonna lead itself to a lot of problems. But uh, as for the show, while we're sitting here with no baseball, since I I really I need an actual date in mind for when they're gonna start. But until then, I think what I'm gonna do so I don't keep boring you guys with the exact same nothing content. Uh, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to make my top 30 for the brave system and I will do breakdowns of two players per episode, uh, at least two players per episode uh, for spring. And until we get baseball back, I think I'm going to do that. I'll break down a top 30. So I'll try to do two prospects a day. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to start it at 30 and go down to one. I think that's probably the way I'm going to do this, but either way it should give you, should give you something worth listening to if you're not familiar with the farm system, and then it'll give me something that's not quite as tedious. It'll give me something that's kind of worth talking about because I really don't want to talk about the coronavirus every day until baseball's back. So I'm going I'm to try to do my best to, to keep you guys entertained uh, as we're going through this. Just uh, If you guys don't like prospect talk, don't feel bad. Just let me know. If you guys have any other topics you, you want me to discuss, to discuss, you can hit me up on Twitter at DylanXShort. Uh, let me know. You can hit me up on the, on the Locked On underscore Braves Twitter as well. Uh, if you've got a particular topic in mind, feel free to let me know. I will be looking for content pretty drastically. As it is, thank you guys for listening to this episode. I know it sucks, but in the grand scheme of things, it should just make this season a little bit more excitable. And for the Braves, I mean, last time we had to play after a shortened season, Braves won the World Series. So uh, take take for that what you will. Try to find some sort of silver linings uh, as we will endeavor to get the baseball season back underway as quickly as possible but until that happens you can always join us here at locked on braves and all across the locked on podcast network because we're going to stick this out with you bringing you your teams every single day thank you guys we'll be back tomorrow here on locked on braves (laughs) 